The Words with Chris and Drew podcast is part of Podnose, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network. For episode archives of Words with Chris and Drew and all of the shows on the network, visit us at www.podnose.com. You can also follow us on Twitter by at Podnose or send us an email by admin at podnose.com. and Drew, and that's why we drink. Psyched, totally, really? totally in the zone. Good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, welcome everybody to episode two of season four, or episode thirty-two for yeah. those of you who are counting. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We're going to be talking about money, the root of all evil. Well, we have a question about that later. Oh, do we? Yeah, we oh, do. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, foreshadowing yeah. there. No, there. Well, thank you again for all the questions. We'll be getting to those, of course. Um, we also have. Uh, the Andrew's Fable. Mm. Um, I should point out, you know, I didn't really think of a name for Andrew's Fable, but um, Scott Willis has kindly uh, kindly suggested Androp's Fables. Androp's Fables. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah. Why not? Oh no, it wasn't Androp's Fables. It was Drewsops. Drewsop. Drewsops Fables. Drewsops Fables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna use that from now on. Drewsops Fables. Mind. You like oh, it? No skin off my rosy nose. Oh yeah, well, cool. Right. Um, yeah, I've got a feature as well, don't worry. There'll be a feature coming along there. Um, the, with the feature, I was a little bit worried about um, copyright, you know. Because I, I, I'm going to call it, the price was right. I mean, I probably shouldn't worry about, you know, copyright and stuff and until we get upwards of... Whose intellectual property have you stolen? Well, you know, the, you know the, the old game show. The price is right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, but I mean, I'm probably overthinking it. Until we get until we get into double figures for listeners, I probably shouldn't be worrying about copyright laws and things no, like no, that. You well, know. George, George showed me the statistics. Oh, don't tell me. Do I want to know? I think our best week we had 49 wow. unique listens. That's 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 good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, that's more than I thought. Yeah, that's almost as many people as we know at the pub. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically just like us going to the pub and having a conversation. That's how we can see this now. That's good. Well, that's... I, thought, I always assume that's kind of what this was. Yeah, pretty much. This is basically... The idea for this started in a pub. People we know who might be bored in the middle of the week yeah. feel like going to the pub but can't be asked. It's like Just that. listen to this. Yeah. We bring the pub to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you, you, you were ill. We had to. Yeah. I should apologise. We had to. We had to um, delay on the first episode. Yeah, Andrew sorry, got the sorry about that, folks. Yeah, I, I came down with the flu, and yeah. it it sucked. It was it was a proper one as well. I was in bed for like three days. A proper one. A proper one. No, that's no good, is it? No, yeah. You're right now. Yeah, well, you're sort of like ninety, ninety-five percent. You, right. you know how it is. It takes a while until yeah, you feel, feel yeah. properly human again. Um, but yeah, I just didn't feel like editing anything basically <laughs> no, fair enough I just wanted to sort of stare at the ceiling and feel ill mm. no I don't I don't blame you mate well good to see you're on the mend and I hope it hasn't affected your uh, words my words yeah uh, they're all there mostly okay good um, yeah so uh, what's been going on This what's been going on this week for you for me, for me yeah, personally yeah, yeah what's been going on mate we don't have to dive straight into the no. Why the topic, not? You know? Why not? Why not? It's our bloody podcast, and we'll bloody podcast however we want a bloody podcast. Yeah, well, quite right, quite mm. so. Um, yeah, not a, not a great deal, really. All right, yeah. that's that out of the way then. Yeah. Um, How about you? <laughs> no, not a lot. Got a tattoo today. Oh, did you? Yeah, I'll show you later. It's on my leg. I can't be bothered to get it off right now since it's still wrapped in cling film. Um, but oh, yeah, good, that's, for, that's, good for you. That's probably the most exciting thing that's happened to me all week. Oh, we had a hurricane, didn't we? Doris. 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 Yes. Um, Noisy Doris. I don't know about you, but I saw there was a bit of uh, there was a lot of you know statuses going up about it. 
you know, about being blown by Doris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyone get blown by Doris today? Yeah, all this. And I, I, I did think, do you, do you think they know that it sounds a bit sexual? Well, you reckon it was purely accidental or coincidental? Oh, I don't know. Come on, this is the country... <laughs> I'm joking, this, this is the country that invented the carry-on films. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching those. Have you? Yeah, yeah. Well, what's your, what's your favourite one? Ooh, ooh. This should, this, we should save this for next week, really, TV and film. But um, <clears throat> my favourite carry-on film. I like um, Carry-on Cleo. Carry-on Cleo. Yeah. That, that's got some brilliant... Infamy, infamy. Kenneth Williams is yeah, just yeah. a gem, really. Well, I always like Carry On Up the Kyber. Carry On Up the Kyber, yeah. Carry On Camping, like many, many a good, many a good Carry On film. Um, yeah. All right. Before before we get into this, I know, like, first of all, I want to say Emily said uh, kindly commented saying that she she likes the research this this uh, the research this team she's she's on board with the research team she said like oh there's some good there's some good research going on this well, season well, well done it. well done chaps yeah 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 um, so what I was going to do rather than interrupting you with the random facts that the research team come up with during the questions I thought I'd give you what they've come up with at the start oh, okay and then if we need to refer back to it we can all right how's that okay no we're fine work fine, fine. fine. Right. yeah yeah. All right, so here's, here's what the research team have been up to on the topic of money. Um, richest man in the world? Any ideas? Um, no. It is Bill Gates. Is it? Still. Okay. Um, apparently a net worth of 85.9 billion. Good God almighty. Se- just to put that into perspective, second place is a um, lady called Amancia Ortega, who's the founder of Inditex, which is a fashion group that owns like Zara... And all of that, um, and she's second place with seventy five point eight billion. So she's he's so ten billion. A cool ten billion. Yes, in between in first between. and second. Mark but Zuckerberg I mean, is, but I mean, is eighth, by the way. Wow, he's a person of interest with forty nine point two billion. Well, that's not to be sniffed at, is it? No, I mean no, <laughs> these aren't liquid assets, are they? I mean, I think I don't think so. I think no. the point is when you get to this level of wealth, this is all wealth counted in in the total assets. Yeah, and yeah. Complicated investments and yeah, yeah, yeah. Stock options and God knows what else. All kinds of jibber jabber. Yeah, it's um, it's not like they can't go down to the NatWest and say, "I'll take eighty-five <laughs> yeah. million out, please." No, no. Um, all right, richest country? Any ideas? Uh, in GDP or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of GDP, I think it's Germany, isn't it? Qatar. Oh, well, shut my mouth. Yeah. Poorest. The poorest. Poorest country in terms of GDP. Yep. Uh, no idea. Malawi. Malawi, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's interesting, right? Well done, research team. Thank you, research team. Um, okay, here's some more. These, okay. But does that take, is that a per capita calculation? Or? Oh, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I'll have to speak uh, to the research team about you see, that. see, that's important. Okay, well, I'll have to, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll hook up with them, with the guys. Lucky the girls in the words research team. Um, early civilizations use blood, uh, animals, and batshit as currency. What do you think about that? Well, that's good, that's, isn't it? Um, I, I wondered. I suppose blood's useful. Well, yeah. I wondered when with the batshit. I wondered if that's where the term batshit crazy came from. I actually know where that came from. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, go on. Well, you know, you know the expression "bats in the belfry." I'm not. I'm not familiar with that. No. Have you not heard the expression "bats in the belfry"? It's no. sort of a more polite way of batshit crazy. Oh, okay. Basically, so like you know, you know what a belfry is, right? No. All right, it's basically a big tower where the bells live in like oh, church. Okay. That's that's what your belfry is. That's right. where the big bell is. It mm-hmm. goes bong. Uh, Thanks for that. Yeah, it goes well, bong, does it? Well, you know, some bells. Go, I wanted to make some this, bells go ding. Well, I just wanted to make this as simple as we possibly okay. could. Okay. Yeah. You know. um, and the point is that if if it's not well maintained or it gets abandoned or whatever, bats start living in it. Okay. And it's it's sort of like. You, you can say of a person when they've gone a little bit peculiar you can say they've got bats in the belfry oh, okay. it's like their mind hasn't been well maintained so where's bat shit crazy come from it's, it's a less polite version of it because obviously when a, when you get a bat infestation there's shit, shit everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> okay okay so oh, bat, okay. hence bat shit insane oh well thanks for clearing that up for so me. there you go alright um, uh, apparently cash is not made of paper but actually from cotton and linen fibres so when people say, ironically, you know, <coughs> money doesn't grow on trees, it literally doesn't grow on trees. 
Well, cotton does. Well, doesn't cotton come from more of a... Isn't that more plants? I thought. Not sure, actually. No, I'll, I'll get the research team onto that as well. Um, this is, I think I feel like we're raising more questions <laughs> than we're answering. Yeah. yeah, this is like yeah. the pot noodle of information. It yeah. doesn't quite fill you up. It just kind of gets you really yeah. to go. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's getting us in the mood for mm. the, the topic. Um, 90% of US, um, US bills contain cocaine traces. And this is, this is one that you might want to take note of. Um, money notes can carry the flu virus for over, for over two weeks. Well, maybe that's what did it. Maybe that's what did it, mate. I suspect so. it's probably... Because I work in schools now. Yeah. I suspect it's probably just the kids. And all probably. Their, all their germs and but stuff. But still, you know, something to take note of. Wash your hands. Wash after, your hands after, after handling money. money. Well, I was yeah. always taught to wash my hands after handling money. Mm. Maybe that's why. Well, there you go. You just don't know where it's been. Um, also, this was, la- this was the last one. If, um, if the US were to replace dollar bills with dollar coins... Um, they could save five, uh, was it 5.5 billion over 30 years. How would that happen? Where would they make the saving? I can only assume how they make the notes. It's a, it must be cheaper to just make coins. Is it that coins are more durable and they wouldn't have to replace them? Possibly that as well. But it seems like an idea worth you know, thinking about yeah. if it can save them that amount of money. But you have, the research team haven't told us where they would make the save. Well, as I said, you know, they've only got so much time. It feels to me like they're doing half a job here. <laughs> well, you, well when, you, when you meet them, you can take it out with them. Right? Oh, well, will. Yeah. All right. I think they do a bloody good job, if I'm honest. Yeah. It's okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's get into the questions. We're ten minutes in and we've not answered one yet. So, business as usual. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, Katie Golding. Hey, Katie Golding. If you were a stripper, what technique slash undergarment would you use to stash all your cash? <laughs> um, I believe the time-honoured tradition is basically you just sort of crudely stuff them into your waistline, yeah. don't you? Into your waistband. I, that's that's what I'm. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Was well, that what you would do? You just stick to tradition. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm not really. You know, being something of a novice in the world of stripping. Stripping. Yeah. I. I'm not like... You surprised me. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm a seasoned pro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, maybe. I suppose I'm still relatively young, aren't I? You're still this time, mate. Yeah. Never give yeah. up your dreams. Yeah, well, quite, you know. So There's, there's money to be made. Apparently so. Yeah. Uh, well, here's another point. This was our second question. Um, if we went back to trading, um, what would you be able to produce slash make slash do to trade? Mm. Oh, that's a problem because I don't really have many marketable skills. Well, you make money now from teaching guitar, don't you? Yeah, I suppose. But I mean, that's not one that's going to keep people alive. It's not one that you can sort of barter with, though, is it? Not really. Like, I'll give, yeah. you, I'll give you one guitar lesson for one pig. I'd have to be a bard or something, wouldn't I? Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. could be that guy that goes around restaurants annoying people. Yeah. Playing a lute. Yeah, yeah, and they sort of just pay you in kind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the restaurant pays you in kind. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Scraps of bread that people yeah, don't yeah, want. Yeah. And well, there you go. That could work. Yeah, but then you know, if I wanted to like get some some you know, wanted to go to the shops and like mm. buy a pair of boots or something like that, there's not really much I can no. use, is there? No, I think like walking in, I teach you. It smells like Teen Spirit if you give me those boots. Yeah. Right. Well, this is this is a thing. I think with my skill set, it would have been a life of indentured labour for me. I don't think I could have. I couldn't have. I couldn't have made it as a. You free, wouldn't have survived back then. Not as a free man, I couldn't. No. No. I would have had to have been a, a surf, mm. basically. All right. Well, thanks for that, Katie. Yeah. Um, Emily Walton. Hey, Emily Walton. Um, she she simply said, "How much for a good time?" You can't put a price on fun, Emily. No. No. Um, the other thing she wanted to know is, have you got any investment tips for uh, twenty eighteen next year, maybe? Investment tips for 2018? Yeah. Um, no, actually. You're not looking into it? or Well... Never thought about it? No, no, no. I've never, I've never considered investing in everything. Everything? Anything. <laughs> in everything. Oh, well, if you invest in everything... Then you the, can't miss. You well, can't one lose. Is, one of them is bound to come good, right? Exactly. Play the well, percentages. This is, play uh, the odds. Well, this is what hedge funds do, isn't it? What's a hedge fund? A hedge fund. They uh, invest in everything. Well, not, not exactly. So, like, you know the expression, hedge your bets? Yeah, yeah. That's what hedge funds do, basically. Oh, okay. You you go to the hedge fund and like you're their client, 
and they take your money and invest it in a number of things. Yeah. And the idea is at least one of those things comes good and they make a they're able to return to you a profit on your initial right. investment. Okay. That's what hedge funds So would you would, would you be. suggest to Emily to, you know, get involved with hedge funding? Um yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh but you know, they're the people with the inside scoop on, you know, what's they gonna are. be what's gonna be a good commodity. So basically, well, your, your answer is ask someone. Who actually, knows. no. I, I read. Yeah, ask someone who knows. I did read in the paper. Apparently, gold is going up. Gold's going up. Gold is doing well. Okay. Invest in gold, Emily. There, there you go. go. Invest in gold, as he says. He gold bullion. Mm. Boolean. 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 <laughs> I just I like, like saying gold bullion. It's a good word. It's a good word. Yeah, take that's your, kind of what we're all about take, here. Take your money from under the mattress. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah. single penny and exchange it for gold. <laughs> yeah. Do that. That's a good. That's that's good advice. I'm not sure it is actually. No, come on. I think that's potentially ruinous advice. <laughs> well, it's up for Emily whether she wants to heed your uh, advice or not. But anyway, thanks for that, Emily. Uh, next question, Matt Raven. Hey, Matt Raven. Here we go. He's got two questions. Uh, number Ooh. one: <clears throat> In a post-Brexit weakened pound, Britain, should we adopt the Freddo as our currency to strengthen our fiscal world standing? Uh, no. Okay. Because Freddo's melt. Well, apart from the fact they melt, <laughs> they're currently worth less than a pound, aren't they? Yeah. So we would instantly... How much are Freddo's now? I can't remember the last time I had a Freddo. Like 15p the, the only time I've ever had a Freddo is when, like, you know when you're a kid and you get these given these sort of variety boxes of Cadbury's yeah. chocolates? Oh, they were always in there. There was always a Freddo in there. There was always one in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was literally the only time I ever had There was also the... Um, Taz ones, wasn't it? Yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And they, it was pretty much the same thing, but yeah. it was just in the shape of a Tasmanian devil. I think so. Or didn't they have caramel in them or something? I don't know. Didn't Freddo have caramel? Or maybe it was caramel. I mean, <laughs> maybe it was Freddo, yeah. Oh, I, no, I can't remember. But yeah, basically, Matt, that's a fucking I mean, I stupid think, <laughs> I, Yeah, I mean, I think they're, what, in the 30p range? Something like that. I mean, it's yeah, basically... It's been a while. It's basically, yeah, reducing our unit of currency by 70% immediately. Yeah. So. What, what are you thinking? <laughs> well, I never go. I mean, he's just unless <laughs> unless he's predicting that the pound will sort of plummet so low that oh, wait, you never know, sort no. of overtake it as, you don't a, know, as no. a valuable thing. Yeah. Well, who knows? All right. Uh, his other question was: Is someone cheating as the banker in Monopoly grounds for murder? Uh, I mean, that is devious, isn't it? Uh, I'm always suspicious when someone's like, "I'll be the banker." He was like, "Oh yeah, away. you're pretty quick off the quick off the mark there." Um, I think. Well, I think Matt. I think the answer Matt's looking for is yes, mm. isn't it? He's clearly been stung before mm. by a devious banker. Crafty banker. Crafty bankers. Mm. <laughs> Crafty banker. Well, well yeah. I mean, really what you need, I, I think the ideal situation in the game of Monopoly would be that you have someone who's not actually a player as the banker. Uh, that would be ideal. Except but then it's a bit be... unfair making someone sit there <laughs> and just be the banker. You could pay him. You could pay, uh... pay him in Freddo's. <laughs> there you go, there man. You go. And we've come full circle. There I like you go. it. Well Do, done. You know, how, I mean, how long does a game of Monopoly last normally? Depends oh, uh, on the competence yeah, of the players, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, uh, sure, sure. I mean, you're there for at least an hour. At and, least. And that's that's a quick game of Monopoly. That's very quick. I mean, I've known them to last up well, we to four played, hours. We played uh, round at Emma's, didn't we, over we did, yeah. Christmas? And it was, that was a good couple of hours. That was a good, right? hour, a good couple of hours, and it wasn't even finished. We yeah. had to leave. So. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I seem to recall Emma was destroying everyone. Yeah, she won in the end. Yeah. I did find out the result. She, uh... She, uh... Took everyone to the cleaners, basically. Yeah. Well, she she wiped me out. So. Yeah, she was on home turf, so that's true. Yeah. Was she the banker? I think she was. You know, look at this is interesting. Yeah. Emma, you devious banker. Yeah. All right, cheers for that, Matt. Um, Darren Packham. Hey, Darren. Uh, again, a couple of questions. Um, here we go. In World War Two, countries experienced metal shortages. And as such, a lot of coinage was taken out of circulation uh, and instead post- postage stamps <coughs> were used... <coughs> sorry. Oh, no, sorry, you just interrupt me mid-question. That's well, yeah, it's a bit of a souvenir from the flu last week. Oh, cheers, yeah. That, that last 5% you brought around has just landed in my room. Yeah, cheers, you've man. got it now. Yeah, wonderful. Anyway, yeah, postage stamps were used as accepted, uh, accepted currency as they had value printed on them. Uh, he says, what else do you think would make a good currency in a crisis situation? What would make a good currency in a crisis yeah. situation? Well, Monopoly money, that's got, Monopoly value. Money. That's got value printed on it. Yeah. yeah. I also found out, um, apparently they make more Monopoly 
um, notes than they do uh, dollars in a year. Don't know what you, you take. Take what who, you want. So who, who's they? Do you mean as in well, terms the of the people that make Monopoly? They produce make, more. Yeah. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? That's that is quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose. Uh, that's probably because you know you don't get five hundred dollar bills in real life. No, yeah. apparently in was it Scotland and Northern Ireland they they have to have a uh, can't remember the it was either was it a million they have a million note or something and a and a like hundred thousand note or something which are called giants and titans and I, I don't know there was just, a reason for just it lives in a vault somewhere <laughs> yeah just one like oh this is presumably to stabilise the value of the paper currency or something, something like, that. like that yeah but um you wouldn't actually ever use it no I don't think so wow good luck trying to find imagine a shop finding, imagine trying finding to find that. a shop that would take it well yeah <laughs> I mean it's like when you come back from Scotland like all the shops down here pretend not to understand Scottish yeah I know money. yeah god that annoys me well imagine going in to buy a Freddo yeah. with your million pound note yeah the change would be a how many Freddos you could get oh god let's not get into that anyway yeah back to the question uh, what else Monopoly money. Monopoly money. Um, um, the trouble is, it's with Monopoly. They don't actually. Um, it's not actually a unit of currency, is it? It just says it's just a number, five hundred. Yeah, yeah. Whereas stamps say fifty p or mm. whatever. Is, is there anything else that has that? Um, scratch cards. Scratch cards. Winning scratch cards. Winning scratch cards. Winning scratch cards. <laughs> well, there we go. Um, that works. That'll do. Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, I think we should probably point out, for the sake of total transparency, that neither of us really have the first idea about economics, do we? No. Most of you will have probably figured this out already for yourselves. They've seen for us. Well, you know, I don't think I don't think the subterfuge could have lasted much. (laughs) Not really, though. No. So we're really just sort of winging this. Oh yeah, no change there, really. I don't know. Maybe maybe people had a lot invested in us. Actually answering these questions properly. Was that a pun? No, it wasn't, but there you go. No, you should have said yes. I'm going to give you well, some credit I, for I it. Don't, uh, don't like puns. You don't like puns, do you? No. Well, anyway, I don't, I, I don't like that about you. I think we'd, have, I think we'd get on a lot more. If, if, I, you, if, if you, I liked puns. Yeah, definitely. Well, definitely. You know, nobody's perfect, though. No. All right. <laughs> uh, cheers, Darren. Um, Rab McLennan. Hey, Rab you can't eat money, Reb. <laughs> you saw I don't know if you've ever tried. Okay, no, don't eat money, Reb, unless you get those chocolate coins. But remember to take the foil off. Yes. Um, no, he says... Uh, well, you, you see what's coming. He said, if you won the lottery and decided to have an expensive meal, what would you choose? <laughs> A slap-up grill for one. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, blimey, I don't know. Um... You can always rely on Rab. I always rely on Rab, can't you? To make us hungry. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, apparently the Fat Duck is a nice restaurant. The Fat Duck? Where's yeah. that? It's in London somewhere. Oh, okay. It's, uh, I can't remember, is it Heston Blumenthal's restaurant? Oh, is it one of his? Or is oh, it, yeah. Or was it Marco Pierre White? I, I seem to recall someone telling me that was Blumenthal. Oh, okay. But well, let's say, let's say it's him then. Yeah, 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 that's him. Yeah, apparently that's a really nice restaurant. So if you won a million, a million the lottery, well, I wouldn't. What is, is Rab suggesting? Like, well, he just said the lottery. So let's just say you've got millions. Is you he can have anything. Using all of it up on one meal. <laughs> well, that would be dangerous. That's not. Yeah, I can't eat that much. No. Rab, maybe Rab can. I, I believe so. But yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. No. Yeah. Uh, well, you go to the fat duck. Go to the fat duck. Have a few bottles of Barolo. Yeah, and leave a fat fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but then again, you know, maybe, maybe the question is like, what's a really rare and expensive thing that you could eat which you wouldn't actually? Well, this is the thing. Get? A lot of the stuff that is rare and expensive is is not nice, uh, and maybe not ethical either. No, like shark fin soup. Shark fin soup, terrible, pointless, and um, uh, it's a big problem as well. Massive problem. I watched a documentary recently with. Um, I think it's called Last Chance to See. Did you see that with Stephen Fry? Tracing um, the steps of Douglas Adams. What? Yeah, yeah. That sounds amazing. <clears throat> oh, watch it, man. Six I love episodes. Douglas Adams. Yeah, well, obviously, before he passed away, he had plans to um, retrace the steps of these endangered animals he'd witnessed. 
and then he Stephen Fry goes back. When did this go out? I don't know. It's on Netflix. Check uh, it out. But he, it's six episodes, six have, different animals. Don't have Netflix. Oh well, get with the times. Um, yeah, but yeah, he they they go to uh, I think it's um, I can't remember what country they're in. Somewhere in Indonesia or something, I think. And yeah, it's ridiculous the amount of like shops that just have bags of like just shark fins, and then like a, they'll do like a like seahorses, like just a bag full of seahorses, and it's just like what the fuck are you doing? And it's all for like you know alternative medicine as well. Like they oh, use it for God, that. It's just a load it. of bollocks basically. Well, Reb, there's a lesson in this. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe the secret to a good meal is not, uh, you know, you don't need undreamt of riches to enjoy a good no. bit of hearty tucker. <laughs> well said. You know, well weather said. spoons, two for a fiver. Perfect. Done. You know, good company. Yeah. A tasty guest ale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 don't, I can't see Reb disagreeing with you. No, absolutely. Mm. He also wanted to know. I mean, I don't know why he's asking us this, but he said, "What's a good what's a good price for a ten ounce rump steak?" <laughs> um, well, Tenor, move well, on. Just leave it. Just, bring, just dismiss it as garbage. Should bring up a friend of mine, Chris. He's uh, he's uh, he's in catering. Okay. He used to work as a butcher for a bit. Mm. He'd be able to answer that quite sensibly. I think. All right, fair enough. Well, well I mean, he's talking about wholesale value rather right. than restaurant. Put prices, him in touch. Though. With Rab, yeah. and there you go. Oh, or you yeah. could just go into a butcher's. Go to, I mean, a, yeah. <laughs> go to a restaurant, you see steak on the menu. Yeah. You normally would expect to be spending at least 15 quid on it, I would have thought. Mm. Is that that's, is that sirloin or rump? Maybe that's <laughs> I don't sirloin. Care. <laughs> yeah, a good sirloin steak, you're looking at at least 15 yeah. quid, aren't you? I t- it's one of them things, it's like I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. When I feel, when I'm having a rump steak, I'll be like, all right, what's the going rate? Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's, like, it's, it's like these things that, like, when uh, things that you don't buy often, like a plunger. Do you know what I mean? Have you ever have you ever bought a plunger? I don't remember the last time. Quite frankly, well, this is what I mean. It's that type of thing. I mean, a rump steak. Obviously, I'm going to. I'll probably be looking to buy one of those before I buy a plunger. But again, it's, yeah. the, it's not the kind of thing I know. I don't I have no idea the going rate of like a plunger or a rump steak. Interesting. Whatever you know. How do you anyway, take your steak? Um, medium. Medium. Okay. Yeah. Acceptable. I won't kill you. No. No. Cheers. Do, um, do we know anyone who does well done? I don't know anyone that does well done. I wouldn't want to know them. No, quite frankly. <laughs> Idiots. Yeah. Um, cheers for that, Rab. Mm. Uh, <laughs> all right, Julian. Hey, Julian. Julian Bennett. Um, what's your favourite track about money? My favourite track about money? Mm. Uh, money by Pink Floyd. Yeah, that, that's the obvious one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I need a dollar, dollar, dollar is what, what I, I need. need. Oh, I'll tell you what my favourite... Um, I've, I know, my favourite uh, track about money Go on. is We Need Some Money by Chuck, by I think it's by Chuck Brown. Okay. And it's the best song about money because Clutch use it as their intro tape. Oh, wonderful. And basically, if you hear that song at any point, mm. there is a 95% chance you're about to see a Clutch show. Oh, okay. So, so I'll avoid and, it. And, and that's basically <laughs> the best thing in the whole world. So. All right, fair enough. There you go. Um, we're about halfway through. Should, do, do you want to do the feature? Uh, yes. Do the feature and then come back for some more questions? Yeah, let's do that. Um, Alright, well this is a feature I'm calling uh, The Price Was Right mm. to avoid the copyright. <laughs> um, I don't think they'd give a shit. So basically, um, what I've done, I've, I've surfaced um, five items. Okay. Right? Priced in 1996. Oh, good grief. Okay, so 20... how, how have you done this? Well, I found there was you a... You found an old Argos catalogue, haven't you? <laughs> no, 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 no. Index. A Best Buy flyer. Oh. Right. So keep in mind, this is American, so it's in dollars, but, right. you know. Um, so I've, there's, I'm basically going <coughs> to give you an item. Um, you're then going to tell... I'm going to give you options of how much you think it is, and you tell me how much, and then I'll tell you how much it would be today. This is 20 years ago? 21. 21, so 1996. Yes. Wow, that was a very good year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it well. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, item one, an Apple computer with a one uh, 16 gigabyte hard drive. Right. Right. So you got $900, $1,500, $2,400 or $3,000. What do you think? Um, 
Apple has always sort of been notoriously overpriced, mm. hasn't it? So I would say well, 16 gigabyte. Did you say 16 gigabyte yeah, hard drive? Yeah. In 1996, let me think. I'm just sort of going by computers we had in the house when yeah, I was yeah, younger. Sure, sure. I mean, we had an Amiga 500. Mm. And we did too. And that was regarded as astonishing because it had an entire <laughs> megabyte. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or maybe it was, was it a megabyte of RAM or was it hard disk? It didn't have a hard disk actually. Thinking about it. Yeah. So, so how much? Nine hundred, one thousand five hundred, two thousand four hundred, or three thousand uh, dollars. I would say an Apple computer at that time. I would say probably fifteen hundred. Oh, there's a guess. It was actually 2,400. Good God. I know, right? And keeping in mind today, you can get like a MacBook with, what was it, 128 gigabytes or something for, yeah. for like 1,000. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, puts it Crazy. in perspective. Uh, all right. What about the printer that went with it? <laughs> oh, that probably cost a fortune as no, well. Well, okay, so $100, $200, 280 or 380 What are you going for? 280 380 Shit. <laughs> Whereas you can get a printer now for like 80 quid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> who could afford a computer in I know, it's fucking mental. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, here we go. No, no, next one. Um, a 35-inch television set. 35-inch. That okay. telly. That's... How many uh, inches is that? My telly... I think it's... That might be around the same. Or maybe that's not. Maybe it's... I don't know. It's a simple answer. Fair enough. But, um, yeah. It's... Uh, so, it's $600... $760, $1,000, or $1,100. So, you see, 35-inch TV in 1996 would have actually been a fairly big telly back mm. then, wouldn't it? Because mm. it's easy to kind of get sort of blasé about it. With Everyone's got these gigantic flat screens yeah. the size of their entire wall yeah, I know. these days. Home but cinema. Like, yeah, but like... Anything bigger than like 12-inch screen back then was kind of like regarded as big... Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think, what were the options? $600, $760, $1,000, or $1,100. I reckon it's a cool grand. $1,100. Yeah. So I haven't got a single one of these right And you could get one for what? I don't know, 20 quid quid probably. Mm. (laughs) Like... Well, on free cycle, you could probably get one for free. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, All right, this one's quite funny. A pager. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I knew people who had them. Yeah, I know. They were hilarious. So, you, uh, for a pager in 96, 50... It's like really shit text messages. Yeah, yeah, just pointless. 50, 70, 90, or 110? 110. 70. Oh, my Still God. ridiculous, but yeah. $70 for a pager in 96. Um, and the final one, this, I love this. How much do you think Braveheart cost on VHS <laughs> in 96? $9, $12, $16, or $20? Braveheart on VHS. Well, Panned and scanned. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the UK, I mean, I, I can't even go UK prices here. I seem to recall that around about then, new releases on VHS were around about sort of the twelve ninety nine mark. Right. But this is America. Yeah. America always done things wrong, so obviously, yeah. Um, well, hello, American listeners, by the way. <laughs> George tells me there's a couple of these. So. Yeah, sorry. Hi. Yeah. And apolog- apologize. And apologies. You don't do everything wrong. No, nah, not everything. You just you just elect you just, Donald Trump. You just, whoa. <laughs> well, come on. Uh, that's, that's not. That's, that's torn it. <laughs> I'm sure we'll live. I'm sure. Uh, I'm hate- sure our listener, our listening figures will. We'll stay, to uh, stay above 40. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> maybe not now. Well, maybe not. Come on, Braveheart. Uh, well, they pro- I think they probably would have made you pay more for it because America. Yeah. So 20, 20 bucks. 16. Oh, okay. $16 for Braveheart. It's, not, <laughs> on even, it's, it's video. not even that good a movie. No, well, come on. S- sorry, Rab. Sorry, Rab. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's so you're, I know you're insulting the Scottish as well. I, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I think you can have a perfectly respectable opinion about Scotland and have cordial relations with the Scots while at the same time acknowledging that Braveheart is fundamentally a colossally inaccurate comedy film. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for the next time you and Rab come together. He even came out, was it his birthday or, or 
Well, Matt Stag do. He came as Braveheart. Well, I mean, I saw him on Tuesday for his birthday. He oh, had, okay. he had the blue face. There you go. So there only like five of us, but he didn't care. So just to just to clarify, we've insulted America, Scotland. Let's see where it goes. Um, <laughs> insulted Scotland. Well, I think it's, you're pushing it with that. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, that was the feature. Oh well done. You. I don't think you got any of them right. No. <laughs> so got everything wrong. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Well, all right. Back to the questions then. Oh, actually, before we get to questions, you know, last week we were talking about. You said that <laughs> wood. <laughs> sorry. You said that wood uh, a wood louse was a rubbish animal. Yeah. Scott Willis had an opinion. Did he? Yeah. Oh, well, Scott. This is actually his area of expertise. Isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you remember the 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 classic question um, about the snail. Uh, what was it tying a tying? What would you use to tie a um, snail to the front of a bike or oh, something? Yes. So yeah, he's, that, he's, was, he's, that was Scott's one, wasn't it? He's interested in insects. Um, he said that <laughs> you, you you again insulted the woodlice. I mean, oh and he said that um, woodlice actually have an important uh, role in, uh, in in the ecosystem. In the ecosystem, oh. he said they're very good for breaking down fallen wood. Huh. And apparently, <laughs> I don't know if he's tried and tested this, apparently they taste like shrimp if boiled. So basically, yeah, I've got everything wrong. Well, I'm a cunt. <laughs> That's a lot of language. Yeah. Please do not swear. Oh, but, but, when, 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 since when has this been a rule? Well, I'm allowed to swear. Because oh, I mean, it's I'm expected not. of me. You're supposed to have more decorum uh, than that. Come on, mate. That's a whole. This is this is a massive millstone around my neck, you know. <laughs> Being held to a much higher standard. Well, you know, yeah. someone's got to be. Um, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Um, Sarah Sparks. Hey, Sarah Sparks. Is this a first-time question? First-time oh, question. Yeah. Welcome to Welcome the show, aboard. Sarah. Um, she said, "Do you think musicians should be paid more?" Obviously, <laughs> yeah, look. I mean, it sounds like a loaded I, question. I mean, I do. I'm not gonna lie. I do have an axe to grind here. Mm. Um, yes. Well, no. I mean, I don't think it should be necessarily should be paid more. Mm. I think it's just that maybe paid more consistently is probably yeah a better way of looking at it. You know, it would be nice if we could go and do a gig with our band, and you know, not. Lose, constantly lose money doing it. Yeah, you know that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Yeah. I mean, even if it was only sort of covering the costs of doing it, that would be good. Yeah. But the trouble is, a lot of the time, even that is. Uh, hey, but come on, man, we're not in it for the money, are we, dude? We're in it for the rock and roll. The rock and roll, right? Oh, we're yeah. in it for the music. Totally. totally. Oh yeah, rock and roll all the way. Yeah, Stick yeah. Stick it yeah. to the man. And exactly. The rest of it. Um, but <coughs> but yeah, it it would be. Um, it would be nice though if digital platforms like Spotify could sort of find a way of properly reimbursing uh, medium tier artists though. Yeah. Because that's one of the major failings of that platform. They haven't yet figured that out basically. Fair point. Fair point. Um, uh, she she yeah. also wanted to know your thoughts on the rise of ticket prices. Um, um, and she wanted to. She said, "What's the most you've ever spent on a ticket? On a ticket for a gig, excluding festivals. Excluding obviously. festivals. Yeah. Okay. Um." From the band's point of point of view, I do kind of understand it because mm. obviously they are no longer making any money from recorded music sales at all these days. No, I mean a couple of years ago, the guy from Trivium posted a picture of his royalty check for that quarter. Yeah. On on uh, on Twitter, and it was for like one dollar and fifty cents. Yeah. Yeah. Mental. Yeah, and that all oh, that was like from the most recent album that they've released. Yeah. You know. And that was his entire royalties from it. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Um, nice socks, by the way. Oh, yeah, that was a, your Christmas present to me, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, the novelty socks with places on them. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I like the fact they're being used. It's good. Well, you know, they've got to be deployed occasionally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no better time than when you're coming around to mine. Well, quite. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, the only way full-time bands, uh, original bands, can actually hope to make any kind of money at all is through touring now. Yeah. And even then, touring mm-hmm. itself, you know, the as, as you and I both know, the overheads involved in touring are absolutely eye-watering. Yeah. Um, so, and even with the ticket prices going up, you know, um, I think most of the profit is still made on merchandise, yeah. to be honest, you know. So... Cut me and I believe merch. Yeah, we, what you've got to bear in mind is that bands themselves typically don't set ticket prices. No. Uh, the way it normally works is that the band has an agreed fee with the promoter, 
and then the promoter will set the ticket price according to what they think they yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, number of people they expect to turn up and what they need to make the whole thing a profitable enterprise and all the rest of it so you know if a band's costs go up those ultimately end up having to be passed on so what's the most you've ever spent on a t- on a gig uh, the most I've ever spent on a one-off gig, I yeah. think, was about ten years ago. Actually, mm-hmm. I spent fifty quid to see Metallica at Wembley Stadium. All right, yeah, that's you can expect that of Metallica, though. Well, it's gone up a lot since then. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, Metallica at Wembley. I wouldn't Stadium. go see Metallica nowadays, though, so it's not a problem. It was a good undercard, though. <laughs> All right. Yeah, opening opening it was Mastodon. Fair play. Fair uh, play. I was like, okay, that's cool. Yep. And then it was it was meant to be Bullet for My Valentine. Oh, and, I, and I was like, oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll just go and get a beer. Yeah. And then I got a text from Ticketmaster like two weeks before the gig. It's like, no, Bullet for My Valentine can't do it anymore. Machine Head have replaced them. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> and that's when Machine Head were touring the Black League as well. So oh, they yeah, were really sort of firing on all cylinders at that point. You nice. Know? And Whereas now they are shit. And now him. <laughs> now him uh, sorry. <laughs> And then him, and yeah, I yeah. didn't really like him that much. Nah, and I think it was a bad choice for support, to be honest with you. No. All right, well, let's... So let's, there you go. But for 50 quid, it was a good day out. It was a nice sunny day. Yeah. I drank a lot of ferociously overpriced beer. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things with stadium gigs is that people, the crowd, you know, you didn't, I tend not to find this in club gigs, but obviously with stadium gigs, if everyone's sort of packed together for like eight hours, mm. people start getting a bit stroppy. Oh well, you know. yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, you know, if you if you've been to enough of these things that you understand, oh yeah, you should that, know that this what, goes with the territory. Yeah, of course. Then yeah, just chill out. But you know, it's just keep your sweaty armpits out of my face. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. All right, Ben. Nothing. Hello, Ben. Nothing. He said, "If you could get paid an amount of money for your all-time favorite frontman to be <coughs> permanently replaced." <coughs> by a lesser skilled substitute, how much money would it take to make it happen? Oh, Fav- what front man of your favourite band or favourite front man? F- well, whatever. Uh, two different things. <sighs> okay, front man of your favourite band. Okay, so in my case, that's Clutch. Okay, yeah. how much would it take for you? You get a lump sum of money, and he's ousted. In favour for someone not as good. Do I get to choose who he gets replaced no. by? No, so it's you like, just, you're just, you're it's just... literally like a worst case scenario thing. Yeah, okay. So Neil Fallon replaced by um, that little twerp from Ring Me the Horizon. Oh, Ollie Sykes? Yeah, that guy. God, <laughs> okay. that would be fucking awful. Alright, so how much would it cost? What's your price? And we've all got one, as you said earlier, so there is an amount of money on this earth that you would accept for that to happen. What is it? don't think I could live with myself quite well, frankly come on how much money <laughs> would it take for you to do it to and even, to live with yourself to even contemplate it yeah it would be it would have to be a lot yeah but I don't think I I think in a moment of weakness I might accept it right but I don't think I'd ever be I don't think I'd ever sort of forgive myself if that no. makes sense well I never as we said in a pre- I was like I can just be at peace now it'd be like that rather cry in a Ferrari though listening to New Clutch of Ollie Sykes singing oh no (laughs) alright he also had another one right which was the minimum and by singing I assume you mean tunelessly screeching alright alright he's had a go he's had a go Um, minimum amount of money um, for you to have a body part amputated (laughs) that was his second question oh first of all what body part but what what body part would you just like? Ah, I don't really need that. Never been too keen on my ears. <laughs> Your ears. Well, all right. So how much would, how much money would it take? So by the sounds of it, it wouldn't take a lot if you've never been keen on your ears. You're talking what fifty quid? Take them. Well, um, it'd be a bit more than that. You know. <laughs> all right, come on. I think we I think we'd have to be talking decent five figure something. Right. Okay. You know. All right for your ears. Yeah. All right. Fair play. Um... George Grimwood. Hey, George. Um, he said, how much money is too much? Ah, uh, well, I think for me personally, it would be the point where maintaining that money mm. 
becomes a pre an occupation in, in and of itself, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because the th- the trouble is, if you end up in the sort of the Bill Gates um, level of wealth, eighty five yeah. billion. Bearing in mind that's not all just cash in the bank. No. Um, there are issues about. Um, you know, that's his, you know, a lot of that will be the value of his various companies and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And, and things like that, and his personal stake in all of that. Which means, you know, he has responsibility to these companies and the people that they employ. And, and it's you, a ball ache, isn't it? It's just a massive, massive <laughs> ball ache. Being a billionaire. Yeah, I yeah. mean, fuck that. Yeah, so, I mean, for me... I've got 20 quid be... in my wallet and I'm happy. Alright, yeah. so... Well, I mean, I think the ideal, I think, for most people would be that they've got enough in the bank that they don't have to worry about money ever again. Yep. And, but they don't have to sort of spend... All their time. Stupid amounts of time... Worrying about it. Worrying about it and, you know, making sure it's not improperly invested and all the rest of it. Would you say sort of... Let's say 25 mil? That's all you need. That's probably more than I would need. It's, to be it's honest with you. Yeah, I'm just saying, just for insurance, it's not. It's more than enough. Yeah, yeah but it's yeah. not so much that you know you yeah. have to worry about it. It's just yeah. there, and you're like, I'm cushy. I don't need to worry about yeah. money. Yep, yep. There'll always be a tin of soup with my name on it. Oh, I've got plenty of soup. I know. <laughs> it's you've got, my you've got, twenty pounds. You've got the Heinz me. big soup as well, haven't you? I get a, I get different soups. Do you? Yeah, I get the Heinz big soup, um, and I get the standard Heinz, and occasionally if uh, you know. If there's an offer on, I'll get Waitrose own, which is not okay. too shabby, to be fair. No, Waitrose, Waitrose uh, owns... Uh, they do a nice uh, spicy parsnip, actually. <laughs> cool, that's just you saying spicy parsnip tickled me. Um, all right, George also said, someone gives you a £1,000 to spend on toys from any era, what would you splurge on? Oh, blimey. What would I... you splurge on was, was a separate question. <laughs> I, well, I think the trouble... I think the thing is, like... Things like that, the ones that you connect with most are going to be from your own childhood, really, aren't they? Yeah, well, that's what he means. So anything... Yeah. What, was, what was your favourite toy as a kid? Or, you know, collection of toys? Oh, wow. Pogs. Imagine the Pog collection you, you could have. get a lot of Pogs. You could get a you? fucking load I of was, Pogs. I never really got into Pogs, though. No? No, it, it always struck me that they were a bit of a ball leg. I used to enjoy Pogs. They're much in the same way as Conkers were. I mean, well, Conkers... not a game, is it? It's just, what, Conkers? It's just reckless. How's it reckless? That was reckless. People were, like taking it so seriously and going home and like, was it you used to like put vinegar on them or something and bake them and they'd be yeah. super tough and people coming to me, like, do you want a game of Conkers? I'd be like, no. No. Get what? the fuck away from me. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm maybe not interested. People invested a lot of themselves in their Conkers, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Um, but the thing I found with Pogs... Take great care of their Conkers. The thing I found with Pogs is it was, it was always that sort of like competitive sort of element to it kind of put me off it a little bit well Conkers was competitive this is exactly my point yeah but you didn't have to buy people Conkers. coming up being yeah, like yeah. look at my shiny Conkers yeah but Conkers at least were free yeah well I mean but... obviously the vinegar and the power <laughs> yeah yeah, but, yeah you know uh, I did yeah one one chap did tell me that you can uh, you uh, cover them in glue yeah and that's but, uh, I mean that's just oh, fuck. that's just arrant cheatery if you ask me well and like what's the glory in winning a game of conquers it's just like well what next well the thing is like you'd you'd smash yours you'd to decimate bits. someone's thing and theirs was an 80 82er yours, <laughs> yours was only a tenner so yeah. now you've got a 92er yeah, it's yeah. like dangling by a thread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like every kid who's like surfing with <laughs> a vulture now they're running at you like <laughs> yeah reckless yeah yeah I was much happier with my pogs yeah yeah but going back to the original question yeah. Um, don't know. Don't know. Good answer. Yeah. Definitely not pogs though. All right. Fair enough. Well, each each to his own, you know. Yeah. Um. All right. Last question. Um. Again from George. Hey George. Who? What was it? Who should be on the one pound banknote? Um, and the one hundred pound banknote. Is there a one pound banknote? No, there isn't. It used to, we. It was discontinued in nineteen eighty four. Apparently, George says, and it used to be Sir Isaac Newton. But mm. if we reinstated the uh, one pound banknote, mm. who'd be on that? And also the hundred pound banknote. Who should be on that? On the one pound banknote, uh, Wayne Shaw. Wayne Shaw with his pie. With his pie. 
<laughs> Pygate. Pygate. That oh. would be amazing. I'd love that on the pound notes. I mean, it, you know, just I was saying to you earlier, it's just, it's just a sign of the times when an, a moderately uplifting story about a pie ends in just disaster for everyone. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's the way things are going. Yeah. It's like, oh, God. But it, it, would cheer, it would cheer everyone up if you saw Wayne Shaw with a pie. On a, pound on, a one pound, on a one pound coin, yeah. a one pound banknote. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd go for that. I think you'd get yeah. behind that. It would be even more epic if it was on a pound coin. Do you know what I mean? Like engraved into it, him with yeah. a pie in his hand. That'd be even better. That'd it? be so good, man. Yeah. Right, what about the so one... him on one side and the Queen on the other <laughs> side? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about the one hundred pound banknote? Who uh, do you think should be on that? Uh, oh, Patrick Stewart. That's a good answer. Yeah, yeah. Fair play. Yeah. I... Can anyone improve on that? Any any uh, any advance on Patrick Stewart? Yeah. Uh, if anyone has uh, a better idea, message us. Um, how much do you think it costs? I mean, talk, we're talking about like what people's price. How much do you think you'd have to pay Patrick Stewart just to have a cuddle with him? To pay him? Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's. I don't think he'd be that unac- like. Do you don't think he'd try and? You don't think he'd be pricing himself out of the market or anything like that? Well, he doesn't need the money. No, I suppose he doesn't. I'm so, I think I'd, I'd get the impression he's a nice enough guy he'd just give you a cuddle he probably would actually wouldn't he yeah if I'd, you're listening Patrick we, we, want we love you we love you yeah we love you Patrick yeah keep doing what you're doing yeah make it so yeah. oh lovely he, lovely he probably hates us now yeah probably another, <laughs> that's another celebrity isolated alienated from the show we've done John Goodman Tried to claw it back with you being his cat. Are we going to do every episode? I'm going to talk. I'm going to insult John Goodman. I remembered the joke. What did we say about John Goodman? Last week it was uh, it was the question whose cat would you be? And I said we wouldn't be John Goodman because there'd be no food left. And then I then said, oh yeah, and I said, well I don't believe John Goodman eats cat food. Yeah, and then you said you tried to like you know get back some like you dig yourself dig us out of the hole by saying you'd be his cat. Yeah. But like, you remember I said I made a joke about him previously. I remembered what it was. Okay. It was um, <laughs> just to, just to keep it going, keep digging. Um, uh, it was I can't remember the exact question, but I ended up saying he's got enough on his plate. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's that's. Now three episodes where we've had a go in, at John insulted Goodman. Insulted John Goodman. We yeah. should probably stop. Probably. Yeah. We'll see what I, happens. I, we'll see what happens next well, week. I, I, you say we have insulted John Goodman. I mean, it's three episodes where you have insulted well, John Goodman. Well, we're a team. If I say something, oh, <laughs> come on. I'm not going. We're in this together, I'm not mate. going down with this shit, mate. This, no. is, all, this is all on you. <laughs> well, actually, next week, uh, every listeners, um, the topic is uh, TV and film. So uh, we're probably yeah. bound to run into John Goodman again. Mm. If I did, at least it'd be uh, cushioned. Um, <laughs> all right, let's do it. Let's do the old favor. I don't know what he's done to to deserve this. <laughs> nothing. He's literally done nothing to deserve it. Um, it's time for Drew Sop's fable. gets me in the mood just every, it gets better and better every time I, I know, listen to it, it. Is, yeah so yeah, yeah. what fable are you going to be telling this week um today well it's another animal fable they all are they all they? are it's most of them are yeah i don't know what it was with this dude maybe he had a, maybe he had a problem relating to people maybe that's why he had to sort maybe. of put animals in these well, stories i can relate to that i can relate to that well you know i think mm-hmm. we all can on some level yeah. Right, so, what are you doing this week? What are you doing? What so you today, it's it's uh, the monkey and the dolphin. The monkey and the dolphin. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'll set the scene. I guess all that's left to say is, fable away. <laughs> yeah, fable away. Um, so, once upon a time, there's a sailor. Yeah. And um, they were about to go to sea. Because that's what sailors typically do. Yes, sort of in the long voyage. He's thinking to himself, sort of wandering around in this port town, thinking to himself, "Oh God, off to sea again. I'm not going to see dry land for probably a good eight months or so. Yeah, I'm going to be getting cabin fever, pretty, pretty bloody something, pretty bloody rotten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
unspent energies. Mm-hmm. Ah, I need to bring something with me. All right. Yeah. yeah. And so he does what any sort of logical, right-thinking person would do in this situation. Yeah, yeah. He acquires a monkey. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, oh, the monkey would be quite amusing for, yeah, yeah. for the long for the long voyage. It definitely won't get annoying. <laughs> no. No. No, 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 no. Um, so off they go to sea. The monkey goes with him, and um, he's like, "Oh well, this is this is a good idea, and there's there's definitely no way that this is going to piss off everyone else on the boat." <laughs> no. So uh, yeah, they go off sailing and doing their seafaring things and singing shanties and yeah, all the rest of it, and uh, having a whale of a time. They didn't see any whales. No, that was a pun. But it doesn't no. work because they didn't see any. Oh, okay. So the wind out of my sails there? Boats? <laughs> sails? <clears throat> so uh, they carried on doing sailory sort of stuff. Uh, but the trouble is the uh, the monkey had... Uh, it was a bit of a kleptomaniac, unfortunately. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh it, it it seemed to sort of take it seemed to take great delight in the consternation that it caused mm. by being a kleptomaniac. Right. You know. Um you know, so one day the sailor sort of like goes up on top, he's on his break, you know. Statutory fifteen minute fag break. Yeah. That yeah. All sailors have, I assume. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> Where are my fags? A fags are gone and it's like, Oh bloody Marcus has probably had them again. He called them. He called it Marcus. Oh, Marcus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Should we call it Marcus or should we call it Gregory? I like that, Marcus. Marcus. Marcus the monkey. Marcus the monkey. All right, fair enough. Alliteration. Come on. Yeah. So, oh, fucking Marcus. He's nicked the fags again, hasn't mm. he? And so it became sort of a daily thing. At the end of every day, they had to go into his cabin and open the cupboard, and they find this stash of stuff that the monkey had sort of nicked. You're right. And. Uh, one day, though, it got pretty rough out on the waters. Big old storm. Storm Doris was kicking about. Oh, Doris. Yeah, they got uh, blown about by Doris quite, <laughs> yeah, yeah. quite severely. Yeah. Uh, and I think, oh. And uh, they came through the other side, though. Un- relatively unscathed. Okay. You know, a few sails fell down and everyone got quite wet. Mm. But thank by, by the grace of God, they made it. And they felt like, well, time to celebrate. Let's have a fag. <laughs> yeah, Marcus. Not only they go back to the, they can't find their fags anywhere. Unfortunately, they all check their jackets and their pockets and that. No fags, Marcus. And they. Uh, You're being a bit stern with him, were they? Well, yes. <laughs> that that one did, that wasn't even that didn't even work. Yeah, it's part of a boat. Well, uh, kind of. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, but you know. It's good. It's, a, it's been the best part of this. So, so they go to the cabin, mm. and not only do they find all the fags, they find Marcus literally smoking every single one of them simultaneously. Well, that's just. Uh, and I was like, oh crap! It's a smoking monkey. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, oh, Jesus, right? And you know, there's still a good three months on dry land. None of them's got a cigarette between them. Yeah. Like, right, that's it. And one of them just grabs him, drop kicks him over the side. <laughs> Drop it. Yeah. Sweet chin music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sweet chimp music. No, I'm sorry. Go on. And uh, that will teach you a lesson. Yeah, yeah. Don't know what it'll teach you, but... So he's floundering yeah. about. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Marcus ends up in the drink. Yeah. Oh, dear. This is uh, this is a bit of a how-do-do, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that'll teach me to go around to stealing fags and then smoking them all at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that, kids. <laughs> no, don't do that. Yeah, otherwise you'll get chucked over the side of a boat. If you're a monkey, yeah. Probably. And uh, it seemed that poor Marcus was doomed. Yeah. Doomed. It would indeed. seem so. And then, as luck would have it, a dolphin came along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And uh, dolphins, you know, as they are wont to do, uh, when they see a person in the water, they tend to save them. Yeah, yeah. Right? Cool. That's just why. That's what they do. Always around, fuck it, as we learned last oh, week. yes, yes. Marcus... <laughs> Realised that this was a possibility. <laughs> yeah. Thought, well, really, my odds are 50-50 at this point. <laughs> He's either going to save me or fuck me in the head. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he thought, well, I'm going to take my chances because otherwise yeah, yeah. I'm definitely doomed. Yeah. And as luck would have it, the, the dolphin wasn't in the mood. <laughs> and, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So he's I'll I'll uh, swim you to safety because, you know, you know uh, that's what I do. I'm a dolphin, right? That's what I do. And Marcus is Selfless. Like, yeah. Marcus is like, sweet, thanks very much. Yeah. Oh, don't mention it. Uh, well... You're you're in luck actually because we're not all that far from uh, from dry land as it happens. Mm. So, oh, what were these sailor idiots going on about then? So, oh well, you know they were going to a different place. You know. Yeah. So, okay. So uh, where are we? Well, you know, we're. I'm I'm actually going to take you to Athens, and uh, you know, I found you in the waters here, so I can only assume that you yourself are an Athenian. Mm. Stands to reason. Stands to reason, doesn't it? And it's just as well because. Uh, I wouldn't be going out my way for a non-Athenian, so <laughs> it's a good thing you are one. You're, you are an Athenian, right? Sorry, what? You are an Athenian, aren't you? So, well, yeah, ob- obviously. Yeah. Why would I be in the water <laughs> by <laughs> Athens he's, yeah, if, okay. I, if, if I wasn't an Athenian? I know? see what he's up to, go on. And uh, the is, is, yes, yes, indeed. It wouldn't be very good if you weren't, would it? <laughs> it's a bit sinister. Yeah. Go on. And he says, so uh, how, did you, how did you say you ended up in the water again? Yeah. yeah. And he said, oh, well, you know, we were, we were out sailing our boat from Athens mm. with all our, the other Athenians. Oh, this is... Uh, this and is... Um, they um, he thought, well, this, this dolphin seems to be a bit of a stern character. I better not tell him that I... Yeah, are you got... using my puns again? I, I better not tell him they chucked me over the side and nicking all their fags. No. Um, I'll just make up something... Actually, well, you know it's about Storm Doris, don't you? Ah, oh, Storm Doris, yeah. I was swept over the side by a mighty gust. Mm. And uh, in the drink, I landed. Oh, dear. Well. Back to so that. You, are, you, are you sure that's what happened? Said, well, yeah, why, why would I make it up? Well, no, no reason, you know. <laughs> Just I hate liars, is all. <laughs> I wish people could see your face when you said that. <laughs> well, you know, no, no need to worry, because I'm telling the complete unexcubic... Unexpurgated truth. Right. The complete unexpurgated truth. Yep. Oh, well, that's just as well, isn't it? Yeah, mm. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, which way? Which way to dry land then? Uh, well, it's this way. So let's uh, let's Off go. We go. Yeah. But by this point, you know, the dolphin he's uh, he's got his suspicions here. Yeah. You know, it's like this this human doesn't seem very human. You know, no. a bit smaller, a bit hairier. Yeah. You know, seems to have an opposable digit on each of his back feet, and he's like. <laughs> I could have sworn that they only had them on their front mm. front two appendages, mm. not on the back two. Something's a bit off here. <laughs> and this whole thing about Storm Doris, and it doesn't ring true. Something's amiss. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to drag the waters here a little bit, yeah, see what yeah. we can, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. see what we can do. See what we can unearth, or underwater, as the case may be. <laughs> yeah. See what we can dredge up. There we go. All right. So uh, I don't know. I'll ask this. Uh, I'll ask this person a probing question. Mm. If he is a person, of course. Yeah. Well, seeing as you're an Athenian, you must know the Piraeus. Uh, um, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's winging it at this point. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So, but he's like, well, I don't want to piss this guy off. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course I know the Piraeus. You know, we're uh, we're old mates, smashing bloke. You know, we we uh, we have tea at Fortnum's every Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, do you indeed? Goes, <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm not a liar, am I? He's made a mistake here. Yeah, and uh, from that moment on, Marcus was doomed. Mm. Says right, Marcus, you are a liar, sir. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Well. My suspicions were first aroused <laughs> by the fact that you're clearly not human. No. Uh, well, you've got me there. You know, can't you? That's a fair cop. But you know, I, I'm a desperate, uh, a desperate ape in a, in a bit of a predicament. What else could I do? Well, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I take a rather dim view of liars, Marcus. Yeah. So, right. so you're not really an ape. You smell strongly of tobacco, as well. <laughs> So, well, you know, been hanging out with sailors, haven't I? Yeah, yeah, they yeah, smoke yeah. like chimneys, given half a chance. Yeah, like, yeah. 
Are you sure you got swept overboard by Storm Doris? Mm. And you weren't just punted for stealing yeah. all their fags and smoking all at once? Yeah. Well, I'm going to plead the fifth on that one, yeah. says Marcus. Very well. But I know you're a liar. I was like, well, all right, why is that? You were talking all this bullshit about the Piraeus, weren't you? Well, no, no, I swear. It's, uh, yeah, I'm not making this up. It says, I know you are, because the Piraeus is not a person. You do not... You're, you're, you're talking rubbish. It's like, well... What is what? What do you mean? The Piraeus is a port in Athens, a very famous one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what? <clears throat> you seriously expect me to believe that you go f- for tea with it every Tuesday, <laughs> and that it's a smashing bloke? Then <laughs> Marcus considers this for a while and says, "Yes." Oh, he's, he's Marcus, done he's done for. Marcus, I told you I don't like liars. Yeah, yeah. I sentence you to death. Jesus. Swims off without him. Fucking hell. And that was the end of Marcus. Damn. So the lesson here is lies beget more lies. Well, that was a chilling tale. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Never lie to a dolphin. No. No. I'm, I, I mean, it's a bit harsh. Killing him. Well, all, all of these, I think, I think all of these fables are a bit harsh, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, wow. I mean, last week it was cheese theft. <laughs> yeah, that's that's worse, in my opinion. You reckon? Or if someone tried to steal my cheese, I, I'd be fuming, mate. Well, I don't know. 69 minutes, that's probably enough. Yeah, 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 no, we're done. I was, yeah. just, I was just taking it in. Right, that's enough, bugger off. <laughs> all right. All right, well, yeah, thanks, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, next week, the topic is TV and film. So we'll be asking you for some questions on that. Hope you enjoy the rest of your week and we'll see you next week or talk to you next week. Um, Yeah. Cheers. See you later.